You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 67. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Crack Pack a Liking Podcast World. Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 67. 67. Crack it like a lack. Did you hear that, John? No, I didn't. What is it? The silence, man. Oh, man. Oh, Ooh. I was nervous. Man. You were just looking at me so intently, I didn't know what was going down. I thought I'd already messed up. It was silent. <laughs> I thought you were going to make us wait that out 30 seconds. Yeah, I definitely would have, but you jumped in. You kept looking at me like Dude, I thought you knew what we were talking about. And I'm looking at y'all like, uh-oh. We didn't want to <laughs> lose the listeners <laughs> with 30 seconds of silence. But today's topic is going to be on silence. The value of silence, uh, being able to maybe hear the Lord slowing down in life, some of the pros of silence, maybe why we have fear of being in silence at times. So, uh, I think it's going to be a good topic today. Something I feel like Cece and I have been behind here for a little while. It's been on the list for like three months. And John came along to it. I think he was a little scared. That's true. I mean, I've been sitting around thinking about it since you did, you decided to do it. And I'm, I've been sitting in some silence thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> what is going to happen here? <laughs> We're just going to be quiet for 30 to 40 minutes. Bam. Nailed it. That'd be wild. All right, guys, your gift today is to just sit in silence for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we top in and before we get to the would you rather, I feel like we're going to play some games with CC today. Oh, man. They've, got, they've been giggling, looking at each other. I don't know what's going on. So what are we going to start off with? Are we going to would you rather or are we going to hit him with the Tregabius? We're going to hit him with Tregabius, Okay. my special pal and friend here. You know, we went to eat, and we're going to not belabor this, but we went to eat over the weekend. Uh, for a little while, and um, Jacobius asked John and I this question, and we both failed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Cece, you have nothing to lose. I have nothing to Put lose. Put it that way, but the minute I heard this, I said, I'm asking Craig, come record time. <laughs> All right, Craig. John, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but what does Y-E-S spell? Silence. <laughs> oh, this put him in some silence. This is perfect. Yes. Oh, good. All work. right. Yeah, dude, you killed it. All right, now, what is, if you put an E in front of yes, what does that spell? Eyes. Dang it. Well, you pitched it wrong. <laughs> what is it supposed to, to be? What does E Y E S spell? 
And it's the people that normally go, E-S. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Why don't I do it wrong? Uh, that's yes. Honest. The people there, I'm going to say, yes. That's yes. All right. So you, but you, it was very was, meticulous the way you said that. You're making me think hard. Here we go with the hot dog that messing up the fly language capabilities. Awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tregabius. He's been planning this like for you days. Down. He's been playing in this for days, and look how he pulled it off. That's funny. <laughs> I can remember it. I actually told John before. I was like, hey, remember, remember. dang it. So I got it. You did, you but did. I kind of messed that up. Yes, okay. It's okay, CC. I always have your back. That's awesome, man. <laughs> man uh, I think he might have just thrown you a softball just to help out since we both. Since we're on joke up. time, I've got a joke. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Joke time with CC. How does Moses make his coffee? Uh, with a beard filter. <laughs> Hebrews. <laughs> Hebrews. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I forgot CC wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Do. I just heard that today. <laughs> Little do we know, the start of this cast is turning into the joke hour. Yeah, I like it. That's Not a funny. whole lot of silence after the... It's good to get a game. laugh, too. Uh, it's been a stressful <laughs> day in my world. I feel like in John's, too. Um, okay, John, we're going to pitch it over to you. Okay, this is another Tregabious uh, insight. Um, he likes to throw out the would-you-rathers. Uh, I want to give a great special shout-out to Tregabious and his sister, Ava. Yeah, Ava, a little shout-out for shout all shout the assistance. I want to make sure that she gets on there. She's pretty upset that she hadn't made it on yet. So uh, I'm going to awesome. give her a little love also. So I feel like this one's kind of geared towards CC. Uh-oh. Would you rather drink a two-foot-tall bottle of whiskey or oh, man. or jump into a pool that's 24 feet deep? Well, ask it with the real prelude behind it. Interesting. Okay, so I, there's more. Matt's giving Steve some eyes right now, like, hey. I'm giving him the silent treatment because I don't know what he's talking about. You haven't sold it, right? Sharks. Oh, you're going to put sharks in the pool, too? Is Craig just going to drive in the <laughs> pool? Yes. We were going to see. Now we got to look at him. He's looking around like, I feel like this is a trick, too. Oh, man. I don't my, know what to say. In my head, I'm putting my swimming suit on right now. Because <laughs> I'm about to jump in a 24-foot pool of water. Okay, let's put sharks in the pool, I feel too. like it really was. Shikabis did say that. And we were like, well, I feel like most people would just jump in the pool. So it is drink the two foot bottle of whiskey or jump into the 24 foot pool with sharks. What period of time do I have to drink the two foot bottle of whiskey? Uh, I would think it'd be pretty quick, like yeah. an hour. Oh God. <laughs> I was going to give you like two. Sip so on both it. of them have an equal chance of, I've equal chance of dying, right? <laughs> so one might be more painless than the other, <laughs> but one's guaranteed to kill me. I think the, the two-foot bottle of whiskey. I do enjoy whiskey. If I could drink it over a period of time, but I also know that it can sneak up on you, and two ounces is enough for me. So uh, I'm going to go, and I'm going to jump in the pool of sharks. Ooh, shark week. I'm going to hope it's a deep pool, and these are kind of like your aquarium-grade sharks. Yeah, they're we just, didn't quantify what kind of sharks. They're just kind of down there. there. You know, people are looking at them. They're whale sharks. <laughs> these are those animatronic sharks from Disney World. All right, I'm taking my chances. I'm jumping in the pool, swinging. How about right, you? Hi, Doug. What you got? <laughs> what you doing? I feel like I have no other choice other than to jump in with the sharks. With my tolerance of alcohol. Y'all going to leave me to drink by myself? Oh. <laughs> I feel like I would jump in with the sharks and do my typical thing. Try to start making friends. 
Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with the whiskey because um, we didn't say it was like a normal bottle, so I guess it could be a little tiny thing. It could be a drop at it, the bottom it, of the whole bottle. It, I know. <laughs> it point. could be so like a really skinny things. bottle that only equivalent, you know, equivalent of two ounces. True. Two-foot oh, bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Make me a nice little Manhattan and bam, I'm done. Done. Mm, good point. Two-foot bottle of two ounce. That's Consumed. True. It's kind Nailed of it. This this sums it up though, Craig. Well, there was no y'all didn't ask any qualifying questions. Hey, maybe so. the sharks are little little you know one foot nurse sharks just down there, you know nursing nursing. <laughs> the, the way I saw this is I always jokingly say in my life there's a few people I really really listen to and Craig's at the top of the list, <laughs> and I'm always like if that dude told me to jump off a bridge I'd probably freaking do it. <laughs> you guys. So if he's jumping in with the sharks I'm probably freaking jumping in with the yeah, sharks. Yeah, I see this as a pattern. You definitely keep continue to, to follow him and go in there. That's funny. I guess the moral of the story is anytime you're faced with a decision in life, just ask ask a little different question or even a better question yeah, to get the conclusion. Yeah, take another gander at it. Mm-hmm. Look at it from a different direction. Look at it from a different direction. That's a good, good one, Steve. I actually like that. Yeah, it's your gabies. It's gabies, yeah. You love some would-you-rathers, man. That's awesome. Okay. I'm going to hop on into the topic. And I wrote a little outline for the guys. Oh, God. And... I think silence is key, just as a little overview. Personally, I used to not really like the silence. I used to feel, I love to fill the time, probably do all the things that a lot of us like to do, distract ourselves with one thing or another. And I think that silence really forces you in one form or another, which we'll get into some of it, to get in touch with your inner self, connected to our Creator, our Lord, um, and deal with things that we probably at time to time know are in our minds, heads, etc., but we want to get rid of. And I think the cool place to start here is silence like before there was TVs. This is what I meant by the history of silence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Phones. Um, even light that came about, you know, electricity. You, people, you know, way before our times, even back to creation, I think, John, you were mentioning that recently. It was a form where you had a lot more silence. Nowadays, with all the distractions and things we have around us, I think it's very easy to to want to fill things that we all are in our lives um, meant to deal with our crosses to bear, you know, things we've got to deal with that we don't necessarily want to deal with. And there's many easy ways to get around having to deal with those things, which can, in essence, uh, mushroom into creating more problems in our life. So we have to, in my, personally, I have to sit there and cognizantly carve out some time for silence, um, which we can hop on that here in a little bit. But what do y'all think in general about maybe way back in the gap, to where we are now um, in the distractions we have and the need for having some silence in our lives. Well, first off, you know, whenever you brought that up, the first thing that came to my mind was, hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Na, 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 uh-huh. I don't know the words, but... Uh, Never heard of it. Simon and Garfunkel, The Sound of Silence. I was hoping y'all would jump in there. We could yes. harmonize. God, there's a rock version of that song, too, I recently heard as a cover. Yeah, pretty who's heavy. That? Who's pretty, pretty heavy. heavy. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of who did that one. Sound of Silence. <laughs> who is that? <laughs> I'm trying to think of that was. Um, I'll it'll come to Okay, it. what was your question again? We're, you see, you see, listeners, we're, we're doing exactly what modern things have you do. John's gone to music that can distract you, and Craig's on his phone. <laughs> researching who this is the question is the overview of silence to where we came from to where we are now and what it can do for our lives no it's huge i mean you know you look at uh even 
80 to 100 years ago or however long it <clears throat> it was when the radio uh, was first invented i mean that became the main uh mainstay for people to in, entertain themselves you know in rural areas so it's pretty interesting um you know besides that people would read books um read uh poetry repeatedly uh memorize poetry um that brings up a, a interesting quote that was uh in a book that i talked about a while back uh, destiny of the republic and um president garfield in his uh, speech during the convention you know just recited this long uh part of a uh, poetry and it was really beautiful and i was you know, reflecting on that, and I was talking to my mom about it, and she's like, well, that's what people did, you know, then, you know, they would read and memorize poetry and do things like that, so you're right, from going from then to now, uh, you know, we're distracted by our phones, we're distracted by radios, uh, computers, all kinds of things that, um, you know, scream for our attention every day, and it can be very distracting. Yeah, I agree with you guys, it's... Um it's overwhelming how much quote unquote noise is out there, right? Cell phones, emails. I mean, it's just everything. It's constant stimulation, uh, radio, TV. And it, it, I used to think I was, last couple of years I've been saying, I think I'm ADHD, right? My mind's in a hundred places at one time. And it's just because you can't focus on any one thing without somebody else or something reminding you of what else was going on out there. And uh, golly, our kids nowadays, you know, when we were kids, we had to find our entertainment, and whenever we had to find a solution to something, we had to get silent and research it, right? Get out the encyclopedia, memorize the poem. Now they're just, it's just constant bombardment of stimulation. I think that's what they're used to now is just that constant stimulation, and they think that's the new normal. Even we kind of think it is too, at least I do at times. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk about the consequences of that. Yeah, today. you know, and I think it's, it's, again, a lot of great things have come from the advancement evolution of happening especially in the technology world and i'm pretty sure that silence thought creation has allowed those things to happen so those are good things that come from it but at the same time i think that we have so many things like you say craig at our fingertips which leads into the part of i think a lot of folks i'd put myself maybe included for sure at one point in my life are i don't know fearful of silence you don't want to be sitting in silence the mind is a really powerful thing you know it can go in a lot of different directions can tell you a lot of different things uh, can bring on some anxiety. Um, again, it puts us in places where we don't want to have to think, I don't know, deep thoughts like we're all going to die one day, just a fact, or about maybe personal struggles we got going on in life or a relationship issue, a job issue, an insecurity we have, many things. Um, and because there are so many distractions in the mind and dopamine and wanting to go down those, those fields of wanting to fill it with different things, there's a lot out there. But what do you think um, – John, maybe you can speak on this about the fear of wanting to sit in a little bit of silence. Yeah, you know, I think for a lot of people that is a big deal. Um, you know, to be alone with your thoughts and your emotions isn't always a comfortable thing. Um, <clears throat> it forces you to look at uh, yourself, hopefully in an objective perspective. And uh, you may not always approve of, of where you are whenever you do that. Yeah, so. Definitely. I think for a lot of people that is a scary thing and uh, you know like we've talked already alluded to I think a lot of us use all of the outside things to help cover up for that to avoid you know mindful reflection of yourself um, where you are spiritually where you are financially where you are in your relationships so I think uh, I think it's something that uh, a lot of people nowadays do a good job of trying to avoid. <laughs> 
Yeah, and like seriously, you look back at your life one day and you realize you, you, it was a lot of time spent running away from those things. And I think another interesting thing, it forces you to to get in touch, in my opinion, with God, our creator, um, that you know we take for granted a lot every day that we're even here, we're even breathing. It's an opportunity to give thanks for sure. Uh, I just find the the want or need, it's something you have to create out, which is like really for me when I started the Lenten journey, it was part of it, but I've been doing it now for quite a while. I was looking at my phone that, you know, the little thing pops up on an iPhone. It's like screen time. Yeah. 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 And I was like, man, whatever this is, Sundays it pops up and it's like five hours or something. I was like, geez, Pete's man. I'm awake like 18 out of a day. It's a good six, seven out now, seven, you know, 17 hours. I've taken five hours on this phone. I was like, that is truly incredible. Um, uh, granted, I'm on the phone a lot, Working. take a lot of phone calls, work, etc. But I am still like, God, that's depressing. Like this many hours of my life I'm spending on this daggum thing. It's like, I don't even know. Two by four inches long or something. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Like that's enveloping so much of my life. And then when you're sitting there, and you're, t- and you're like, man, what am I doing? You're waiting maybe to eat at a restaurant, waiting for an appointment somewhere. Most of us, boom, we pop out our phones. Wake up in the morning, we run around, get up, get on our phone, see what's happening, check an email, uh, running around versus like we, we find a way to do that but not a way to sit with our thoughts, which is funneling to me. And I, I will report I've gotten this down, pushing down to like under three hours, right at three hours. Like it's kind of kind of crazy actually. Um, make me feel a little better about that. But I think that also there's so much growth that you can get mm-hmm. from being in the silence. No, I agree. You know, now going back to your original comment about fear versus, um, you know, enjoying silence. I think also a lot of people have different personalities. You know, there's mm-hmm. the little more extroverted kind of the woos out there. And then there's the more kind of introverted relators, which I tend to be. So I, for me, silence is not... I guess too much, you can kind of start looking around like, okay, I'm by myself here, but I do, I personally find a little bit of solace and just quiet. Um, it's a comfortable place for me, I guess, because I'm always trying to figure out things. Like I'm a kind of a problem solver, thinker, mm-hmm. doer, creator. So um, a lot of times the noise of life blocks that part of my personality out. So that silence gives me a time to kind of reflect on those things that sometimes aren't so pretty, right? Where you're at in life with different aspects of it. But at the same time, it's kind of exciting because you have a little bit of pause to get a game plan on how to maybe address those things or maybe, you know, get those answers you talked about in the silence. Either, Absolutely. You know, either. yeah, no, it allows you to create too. It can, mm-hmm. it can definitely be, there's so much good that can come from the silence, um, which I think is needed. Have, and I was reading when I was looking up some of this, it made me think of a monk. I thought about John doing that too. It made me laugh. Um, <laughs> Wait, you thought but, about me being a monk? Yeah. Different point in your life. Um, <laughs> Some of which take vows of silence for the rest of their exactly. life. Exactly. That's wild. It's truly incredible. Um, and then it, it talked me over to a silent retreat. Y'all ever done one of those? Yes. Pretty. No, I have not. Pretty I haven't awesome. It's actually harder than you think it is. Yeah, I bet you so, know? man. Like you're at the table when you eat, pointing at the salt. Yeah. No, they went to Grand Coteau, small town yeah. here in Louisiana. My dad's done those before. Uh, silent retreat for a long weekend. and But it's wild. It takes a day or two to really like let your body acclimate to that because we are so stimulated but once but you know you have freedom to roam and pray and just reflect and they give you little exercises and things to read but you're not talking to anybody and it's it's a little uncomfortable at first you're not you sure how to even handle that but then it's it kind of opens up to this really cool experience so i've heard they're really neat happenings going on out there yeah yeah i know a bunch of people have been on those and haven't 
heard anyone have a bad experience. I know some people are like, oh, man, I thought I was going to try to break out after the first three hours, and then by the end of the weekend, I didn't want to leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could cheat if you wanted, but, you know, you, sit, you get what you put into it, get out of it, and so it's uh, it's awesome because when you finally silence everything, you're forced to silence everything. That's whenever God really can have a conversation with you, and you can start to get some clarity in a lot of those things in life that I think that are kind of, you kind of tend to put behind the noise. Yeah, I think um, I think having at least a little bit of time like that is good. Um, I read a study one time that uh, two minutes of silence um, helps, uh, you know, decrease the stimuli of your brain and helps rejuvenate your brain uh, and increases your learning ability. And that's something that I've incorporated um, during this winter. Of course, it gets pretty cold in my house, so I get up in the morning, grab my cup of coffee, turn on my fire, and I just sit in there by myself and. Uh, just look at the fire and just think about what I need to do for that day. Think about what I've done in the day past or the day before, things that I was happy with, uh, things that I could have done better. And then, uh, you know, try to come up with ways to uh, implement that moving forward. It's funny y'all talk about this. The subject came up today because in the last couple months, I've just found myself being a little more on edge. You know, I think the more, the busier you get, the more stimulated you get, the more you put on your plate. I think your anxiety goes up, your fears go up, you know, you're just, you, you tend to snap a lot quicker. And, uh, even my wife was challenging me to just go out in the backyard and, you know, sit and stare at the lake and just don't bring a phone, just, just stare. Cause that's what she that's was doing awesome. and yeah. just have like complete silence. And just like you said, Steve, it, you know, the healing it does for your brain, the calm, you know, the peace, blood pressure goes down. I mean, there's like, we talked about meditation in the past, yeah. You know, that's a form of silence. We can talk about different types of silence, but just letting your body and com mind completely chill when you do that, man, it's like a reset. Because sometimes you need like a hard reset, you know, especially when your day's not going the way you want it to. It's honestly my favorite part of the day. In the mornings, um, John and I, this, this has kind of been a um, it's morphine off of our mor morning routines we were doing. I've kind of changed it up some, but. Did you say morphine? Like morphine into something? I'm not taking morphine, no. <laughs> In any event, um, <laughs> tried so hard to bypass John in any event um it's it has morphed into more of a uh <laughs> better <laughs> into more of a silent time and I work out more in the middle of the day and it's literally I make me some green tea do some meditation a little bit of affirmation some prayer a little reading it's truly my favorite time of the entire day um, so much so that I'm trying to work this in maybe on the back half of the day as well. Um, and I think it does do a lot of good, just kind of puts me in the right place mm -hmm. to start off the day and it gives, instead of running around like crazy and then boom out the door. And then sometimes I get to work and I'd be like, man, I'm not even awake yet. I don't know what is going on. Yeah. Um, it allows me to get the day started really well. And I think like anything, you've got to be able to put a little effort into wanting to do it and make it a priority in your life. That's awesome. Steve, you're doing that? Yeah, I've been doing that in the morning for a while since we started doing the uh, Miracle Morning Routine. So I think it's it's a nice thing to just reflect and see where you are and uh, find a path of, you know, if you've done things right, how did you accomplish that? And uh, if you didn't do things right, what are the action steps that you can take uh, for yourself moving forward to correct it and hopefully not continue to make the same errors, mm -hmm. you know, at home, at work, uh, with your kids or whatever the situation may be. You know, 
we can roll, roll our way into a couple of the forms. Meditation being one, just silent prayer, bebopping. Or I think the first time I started really delving with some silence was going to adoration a few years back um, and sitting in some silence in there with the Lord. What do y'all think about that? Do y'all have any habits outside of John and I waking up in the morning, you know, going to adoration, meditation? I'd like to hop in on a little centering prayer that our buddy Father Seth uh, mentioned a little bit. I've actually started one of his books um, that he gave me, loaned me to read another interesting habit. Do y'all have any of those type practices? Well, other than the ones that I spoke about, uh, you know, I do spend some time in adoration from time to time. And, and uh, you know, that's more of something where I just try to sit and try to keep my mind clear and try not to think about anything. Um, and for people who have done that, it's difficult to do, to just try to, you know, just be open to, you know, the potential of there being a voice that's trying to speak to you and listen to um, what message that might be. Um, so that would be the other thing that I would say that I do from time to time. Yeah, I, um, I think this Lent, I, my prayer life increased some. You know, of course, a lot of that was done, was facilitated through reading. So it's it's silent, but you are still stimulating yourself. And one thing I learned in my experience, sometimes I would try to do these things in my office and I'm sitting in my desk chair and my computer's over my shoulder and I found myself kind of like, that eyeball was going to the computer like, all right, I'm going to check this thing on the internet once I'm done praying. You know, so I found that removing myself from uh, the usual environment made that a more uh, more beneficial experience. So like going in the backyard, going somewhere where I couldn't have access to some of these things, putting the phone down just made the prayer experience better. Um, also, it was interesting. I did the consecration of St. Joseph um, over Lent. And, you know, he was known for, you know, God speaking to him when he slept. Like, God loves sleep. He likes yeah. you. So sleep is a form of silence, letting your mind and Absolutely. body relax. And even some meditative states are almost like sleep as far as the benefits for you. So I'm thinking all St. Joe and sleeping St. Joe. That's why some of those pictures, you know, you leave your worries and your prayers with him. And, you know, while he's sleeping, you know, God's answering these questions. And God loves you to rest and rest your mind and body and soul. And Normally we do that through sleep, but I think taking these quiet, silent moments in the morning, like y'all are doing, is probably just as good, if not better, because you're letting you're you're conscious to His word, right, mm -hmm. to what He's trying to tell you. So that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and John, I have a question for you based on what you said. You go for said, it. You said you go you go in there and you try to clear your mind of everything, not thinking. Anything. How do you do that? It's not easy to do. Um, you know, there's always things that are popping up. Um, my mind has some random things running around in there. So <laughs> I've always said I'd love to be in that, that brain uh, just for one day. <laughs> but you know, it was it was interesting after we recorded with Father Seth. I heard y'all were talking about some techniques to empty out your mind. I haven't tried anything like that, but I thought that was a um, an interesting an interesting perspective. You want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, I've just delved in. I'm on the real surface, so I don't want to butcher anything up here. Probably a good chance well, that I am. You stop. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good chance. But this is what I've started. So he sent me, because um, I do have an interest in these type things. So he sent me a little article, and then he gave me a couple books, and I'm about, I don't know, 40 pages into the first book, so not very far. Um, but through the beginning of it, and it's built around centering prayer, which in my opinion, and maybe is factually true too, a form of meditation in which you sit there get you in a, get you in the spot you want to be in i don't know chair floor whatever you're working with and pick a word or a short phrase like in my instance i've i'm, I'm starting out with abba for father and every time you have a thought replace it with the word and i found it interesting here that the it's like say you had ten thousand thoughts and they say two 
twice a day for 20 minutes. You can get a lot of benefit for this. But I took father's advice and started out with five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even though I like the silence, right? But like this is like you can literally just zoom your, to kind of take yourself out of the picture here for a minute if you can do it right. And I felt it a few times. But there's like this thing, man, golly, I might have like freaking, I don't know, thousands of thoughts. And, and it's like, well, that's 10,000 opportunities to give yourself to God. Give yourself a chance to bring it back to the center. Um, and there's much more to go here because the book's pretty long. But I started with that, and I find it pretty interesting. So whenever you do have a thought, just sub it in again. And it is like kind of interesting to watch the mind. Also, The Untethered Soul, shout out here. I think I've already mentioned this again. Earlier, I mean, trying to get John to read it. Um, I've got it. I downloaded it night before last, so it will be read here. I'm really looking weeks. forward to John hearing cool. that. And it's pretty interesting take. Um with the guy who wrote the book that I found really fascinating. And it talks about you have your conscience, your spirit versus like the mind, like your brain, the mind, how it's working in there. And if you can take yourself back from, and again, I might be messing this up. This was my interpretation. You can take yourself back and let your conscience watch your mind. And it's pretty crazy how much your mind thinks to itself. Man, should I go there? Should I turn right now? Should I wait for that car to pass? Man, I don't know. Should I go to lunch with that guy? Maybe, maybe not. Dude, should I do this now? I don't know. What are they going to think about that? Like the millions of thoughts that go yes. through our mind. And if you if you are able to, and it's pretty crazy. He talked about the shower. And we know, talk about my shower thoughts a lot here. Like uh -oh. <laughs> the, the, uh, uh -oh. the propensity, my mind, like, and my buddy Hal, he's in the same boat. Shout out to my man, Hal Elrod. Um, you can really come up with some creative happenings on a serious note in the shower. But, like, it's crazy if you watch how your mind goes back and forth and all the energy that takes place. And it's kind of comedic if you can take yourself back and watch that. And it's really just thoughts going in and out, in and out, in and out. So I think I'm trying to marry those two concepts together. That's what I'm learning so far. Well, the That's other, awesome. The other uh, point that he was talking about, I think it was a seasoned citizen or maybe somebody he was related to that, uh, you know, they would imagine themselves sitting on the bank of the Mermintal River down oh, by their house. That's Father Whitney. That was Father Whitney? Yeah. Oh, okay. Father Whitney at the um, uh, mission I went to. Oh, okay. Yeah, he said that his mom, she would go to pray, and she would uh, be sitting out there, and she'd have, like, all these thoughts in her mind. She just couldn't get herself straight to talk with the Lord. Okay. So from this area or whatever, she pictured herself sitting out on the Mermental River and the barges would go by. Mm, they just humming in front. And every time she would have thought, so before she'd get herself straight to pray to the Lord, she'd put the thought on the barge and just watch it go down mm. and not think about it again, which was, a, I had written that down too. Great yeah. technique to use. Like just put them and let them go. It's crazy how you let your mind um, control your life to some extent. At the end exactly. of the day, all these weird thoughts are what create all the limitations and all of the emotions that you experience. And if you really... It's easy to say you have control over them, but you may have control for a second and a new thought pops in, right? That's right. So it's like, how do you let go of that? One time, you know, somebody told me, you know, a lot of times you forget the power of Jesus in prayer and calling upon him, you know, especially let's say you're faced with a, an addiction or a temptation or some part of your life you're not happy about having him be there in that moment. And it's crazy how that can, that his presence and calling on it can make that shift. So a lot of times in the silence, maybe when faced with, the inability to silence the, the bad noise, like the things that really drive you nuts, like what you're scared of in that silence, like these certain things come back to asking God to take that and just take it from you that moment. Clear it, remove it, give you that peace. Um, could be a good, you know, kind of similar, like in prayer, putting it on the barge, so to speak. Jesus, take this in thought and put it on the barge. I need to clear my head, you know? 
Yeah, you know, and there's a lot of different techniques like that. That was one that I was like, man, that's, that's really unique. Good. I hadn't heard of that, mm-hmm. but that, you know, for a lot of people, I think they, you know, me included, uh, you know, it is difficult to try to just shut your mind down, try to stop all of those uh, penetrating thoughts and uh, just let yourself be open to whatever's out there. Um, so there's a lot of different techniques out there. Those are two of the ones that we've, we've been discussing here recently, but uh, the barge one was a pretty neat concept that I Great thought concept. Uh, whenever you're talking about it. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, guys. Um, what do y'all think about the silent treatment? <laughs> you remember you remember whenever we were rolling in and hot dog wanted me to do something i didn't do it exactly what he wanted he was giving me the silent treatment you we know were making our guest wait and he wouldn't tell me anything you remember that what do yeah. you think about the silent treatment is that a good thing is that usually a bad follows thing? somebody who's not too happy with you about something they give you that silent treatment you know, uh, you know, I've gotten that from my spouse a few times. <laughs> I'm gonna rebuttal and say I don't. I was literally gonna say I don't think I've ever given that to John. Oh, goodness. <laughs> because normally I just come straight out at John <laughs> with what's going on. Usually he does, but that one podcast that yeah, um, that's right. John threw me and you under for something. CC, I can't Uh-oh. remember. We weren't prepared, and it was John. Was this a big day? And <laughs> he was all excited, and you know we were pretty much supposed to bow down to John, but he didn't want to tell you anything. So of course he told me and <laughs> we gave dropped me the, the ball that day. Side. Yeah. It was all my fault. So yes, I just silently worked. Yeah. He, he did give me the silent treatment that day. Well, you know, CC's I wanted John to think about his actual... press record. Oh, so. <laughs> if only I had the gear, Steve, and yeah. you knew how to work it, but I don't. <laughs> this too shall pass. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Silent treatment. But in general, I don't think silent treatments. Well, too great if you're doing that from a place of, of not a good place but sometimes it's good to be silent before having a conversation with somebody no, I, I would agree. say that I think it is prudent to reflect uh, for me you know a lot of times I'd like to sit back and think about what I want to say because sometimes I'm a little bit too emotionally charged in order to respond uh, in the moment um, my wife always wants me to come back and say something immediately and I'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe I need a few minutes to uh, yeah sit there and think about it before I say something that I would, uh, would not say if I had time to think about it. So for me personally, uh, it's a beneficial thing for me to not necessarily give the silent treatment, but taking a few moments to, uh, get my thoughts together and think of a more productive way to express what, what I need to express. Yeah, man, I used to be a reactor for sure. And now I'm becoming more of a processor. Mm -hmm. Definitely used to be one. I'd rather just deal with it, get it over with, say what I got to say. And now I tend to to do as John is saying. I process it, marinate on it a little too more. But there's a line. I can almost somewhat do that too much because then I get stuck and I don't know what to do. Um, But, yeah, I think it's a great point. I agree, you know, especially in communicating with others. I think I try to be, I mean, try to be more silent. Let the other person talk and you you learn more about their thoughts and feelings. And I just think it opens up that that communication better, builds rapport. um, And like you said, Steve, lets you process kind of, if somebody's asking your opinion, it gives you a second to kind of, fill them out and really f- figure out what, what the, what's going on and help you make a, give them what they need, give them the right answer. Yeah. You know, they say even a fool can, um, I can't remember how it goes. Cut that out, bro lady. No, bro lady, leave that in and just notice <laughs> how hot dog did not make fun of John for, for butchering something, messing something up. You know, it happens to the best of us, buddy. We love you. Uh, <laughs> he, he just gave him some paws. A fool. How's that saying go? I know what you're trying to say. Pity the fool that's something, yes. No, it's like even a fool 
is considered wise until he opens his mouth or speaks. Or oh something. yeah, something along, I can't remember something. You know what I'm talking about? It's, yeah, 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 yeah. Bible quotes. There like, is, there's yeah. definitely a couple of biblical quotes on touch. I can't remember exactly how. That's not it either, but it's close to that. Next time you're spending some silent time, pop open the Bible, look mm-hmm. it up. I don't know, I've read it recently. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to make note of is meditation. I don't really know much about that either, but I try to do it, and that's counting breaths. Like I mm-hmm. like to do a little. Breathe in for three or four seconds, hold for three or four, breathe out, and just count the seconds. And then that kind of delves me into like, I can feel my heart beating, and then it really makes me appreciate my every breath I have. Like, nothing's guaranteed. We're not, I love my snap of the finger. One second gone, one second closer to eternity, and we truly don't know when those are coming. So it also, while it puts me in a meditative type state, it also allows me to appreciate the breaths with which I'm taking. For sure. And I think, you know, something else I had heard and I try to do some when I'm meditating or I'm just being quiet is, you know, if you can get in that pattern of taking deep breaths, but uh, if you've, you know, there's one thing to clear your mind, but it's another thing you can try just feeding your mind with gratitude. Like just thinking of three things you're completely grateful for and just being so thankful for them. And you can mix it up every day. It could be something as simple as like you said, your breath, you know, but just when you let yourself be full of gratitude um, and, and you just have that, that just that, just giving God thanks for whatever it is. It could be the breath. It could be the wind. It could be a loved one in your life, a relationship. And, uh, man, it really, really, I think, takes that experience to the next level and kind of helps you get a lot out of that, that quiet time. Amen, Brother CZ. Word, my man. It toggled my mind to something when it comes to silence, too. I'm not really sure how to phrase this, but I see that a lot of people who make it into the penitentiary get a lot out of it because you're stuck in some silence and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of reform that comes about you know john and i plan to still make our visit um whenever we're allowed covid has hung us up there a little bit but there's a lot of good that comes from that and a lot of that's based on the time and the silence i think it's hard too john was just saying i think earlier it's hard whenever you get out or craig when you get on the silent retreat the first little bit's like weird i think it's probably a similar thing um when you find yourself there but that's some of the amazing things um uh, from a reformation forgiveness process that comes about because of the silence. Yeah. I mean, in that situation, you know, you're right. It's like what we talked about. You're forced to be with yourself. Um, and you're <clears throat> hopefully at some point will come to grips of, you know, what kind of person am I? How have I been behaving? What, how have I been living my life? Um, and you're right. You know, there's been plenty of stories, uh, of good reformation and, uh, people getting themselves in a better situation mentally having complete conversions after um you know not being in a great situation uh obviously being in a penitentiary but good things can come of that also yeah all your all the things that we are giving as distractions are taken away all righty there hot dog uh, has anything come across your life that made you hit the gas or pump the brakes yep i'm gonna go with um, tell me about it pumping the brakes <laughs> hit those brakes break time and really this is more of a shout out but way to work this in to a couple of my good buddies you know the storm came and i've been dealing with a lot helping a lot of people um feel like god put that in in my life at this point to help folks um, get their houses back together on the insurance side and i've met some great people along the way phenomenal clients um which i say the same for the car wreck folks too uh, one of the blessings of my job, but I've also met some people in the field, one of which is a good buddy. I really do consider a good buddy of mine, Clay Heath. Um, he is a loss consultant. Um, 
good guy, good family man. Invited he and uh, Mike Willis, another really good friend of mine, a friend of all of ours. We all know Mike very well here. I'm pretty sure. Uh, invited me over the other night um, with it was just them, their wives, kids running around all over the place at Clay's house, and I got to go spend some time with them, and it really made me. I was literally in the checkout at Albertsons Friday afternoon, um, bebopping along, and uh, they had invited me over, and it made me stop and pause for a little bit and be like, man, um, just some good people in my life. I've met some good people for different reasons. Sometimes God opens doors for us and puts us down a path. I mean, he's always opening doors. It's up to us to look and see a lot of times, um, but put me in a place, and I, I, I did. I wanted to give a shout-out to him. Thanks for the friendship that I've gotten way before a working relationship. And my buddy Willis, he's always taking care of me. He's, he's kind of in the, in the boat of people who watch out for hot dog. Yes, he is <laughs> <laughs> literally sending people to change car batteries for me in the parking lot, uh, pick up my truck, give me another truck. So uh, just a, an appreciation for a lot of great people I have in my life. Um, don't have wife or kids, but have some amazing friends like my couple sitting here at the table with me too, uh, and family, but it did, make me pause and realize you know there's just so many people that uh that i'm appreciative for but especially those two and the relationships i've had with them amen brother we're grateful for you brother oh man good old cc <laughs> <laughs> that heartwarming gift um but look guys we appreciate everybody tuning in um would ask uh, the podcast is important to us and we are so thankful for the listens if you get a chance to subscribe to us so you can get the pop-ups let us uh, see that we're out there each week or uh, write us a review. We've gotten several great reviews lately. Very, very appreciative of that. And uh, we'd love to hear some feedback. You got some topics for us, maybe guests you want to have on the cast. That'd be great as well. And a little couple uh, caveats to leave you with. You know, silence is a deep topic, and I think it's great to get in touch with your inner self. It gives you the opportunity to let um, Jesus give our issues to God, um, to let him deal with them and take them off our shoulders, a pause in life, and to realize, hey, uh, Jesus came for us, save our sins, and carry our crosses too. We don't we don't necessarily have to carry it all on our own, um, and it is. It's a, it gives you a chance to to stop the incessant need to try to control our surroundings. So I think there's a lot of a good from it. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Aye. Hey y'all! If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing with Bye-bye.